Hey, bunch of besties. Welcome back to Bunch of Beauties. My name is Sam Prevo, and as always, I am joined by Jennifer Moya. We are bright and early recording today, and Sam's dog is very excited to hear us. So, can't go wrong. Can't go wrong today. And I am Ariel Melendez. We are going to thrive because I need to wake up anyway because I have work immediately after this. So we are going to get through this and I am going to get through the lovely day at Walmart. (laughs) We love that. I mean, it's what a better way to start the day than do the podcast before you have to, you know, grind and go to work. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Always, always. Um, so before we get, before we get into hockey stuff, I just want to share you guys to share with you guys my experience. I went to the North Carolina state fair for the first time yesterday. (gasps) So fun. So mini like fair review food review time. Right. Um, I've never been to a state fair that big. I used to go to the New Jersey state fair with my dad when I was younger, which like is in the parking lot of MetLife stadium. So it leaves a lot to be desired. Um, so we went to the North Carolina State Fair for the first time, and I was overwhelmed. There's a lot of stuff, but I saw the world's biggest watermelon. I, I saw that. a 2,000-pound pumpkin. Incredible. I watched a lumberjack show. Incredible. I saw pig races. Not only did not only did they race pigs, they raced goats and ducks. Yes. It was everything, quite frankly. We played games. I won a stuffed avocado. (gasps) Wait, that's so cute. It was very cute. Um, but anyway, the thing we're all here for, the food. Um I had frozen apple cider, which was delish. Yes. And then I had so Everyone knows chicken and waffles is a delicacy in the South. Right. But this stand had it where they put the waffle batter around the chicken on a stick and then put it in the waffle maker. So it was chicken and waffles on a stick. That's that's a game changer. And then you just like drizzled the syrup on top of it. Yes. With love. At, absolute game changer. And then I had cheese curds, obviously. Yummy. And a large bag of kettle corn. Yummy. It was All a wonderful hits. day. Wonderful day at the fair. Um, oh, and also there's this like little like cool like mill. When you walk in on one of the gates, there's this cool mill. And mm. they like show you how they mill like cornmeal and stuff. And they give you free hush puppies. <gasps> That's so fun. They love it. Was it was a great day. Really? All in all. Um, highly recommend if you live in North Carolina, I'm sure you know about it. But I just moved here, so this is all news to me. Um, but it was super, super fun. And I just wanted to give my little review. I loved it. It was great. And I next year, I will go twice. Once during the day and one at night. Once at night, because I didn't get to see it at night this year. I was so happy to hear your food review. I was trying to think if I had any <laughs> exciting, interesting... <gasps> Actually, you know what? I went to, on the topic of yummy food, I went to Colony Diner in Wallingford, Connecticut the other night. And I went with, yeah, it's it's not like extravagant, but I went with some of my friends because we knew that they had like a vegan section. So we were like, okay. And we literally were like, we just have to keep coming back here because there's so much food and we just want to eat all of it. I got spaghetti with like vegan meatballs and it was so yummy. The plate was the size of my head. I had leftovers. Everything was great. Um, One of my friends got vegan French toast. Somebody got vegan chicken fingers. Um, And I also got, I also got apple juice, which I think it's time to talk about how apple juice is very yummy and underrated. I think that it's time to have that conversation. I just saw a tweet that said, (laughs) You only like something about like basically what you just said. Like if you hate apple juice, like you're just lying to yourself or like yeah. Yeah, I used to get apple juice all the time when we would go to the diner when I was younger. See, I I was a very big apple juice kid, but I think I'm gonna be an apple juice adult now. 
My go-to at the diner, especially in the winter, I always get hot chocolate. Diner hot chocolate hits different. Yeah, hot chocolate, chocolate milk, definitely. Good choice, but yeah, that's I, one I decided thing that, we're bringing back apple juice. That's one thing that doesn't really exist down here. The diners aren't really a thing. Really? Yeah, we have, like, yeah, we have a couple, but not that many. I think it's because Waffle House, like, pretty much dominates down here at that, like, why go to a diner when you go to Waffle House? Okay. Yeah, that makes fair. Some sense. Fair. But I love a good diner. I do love a good diner. And if you opened a diner down here, all the New Yorkers would go absolutely nuts and just go every day. So true. Anyway, let's get into <laughs> hockey. Yeah. Good, good Ariel, do you, have a, do, you have a, do you have a food review before we get into <laughs> hockey? I was like, I went to Burger King yesterday, so it wasn't anything Ooh, Burger King's good. Chicken um, fries. I got the spicy chicken sandwich and so the ghost pepper nuggets because, Ooh. well, they had it as like a online exclusive before, so I tried them once and then I wanted to try them again. I don't, they're not spicy. You can, <laughs> like, oh, I can don't, you like, not spicy to me. can you, do you have a high spice tolerance? Yes. Oh, I don't. I don't. No, not at all. <laughs> So the ghost pepper nuggets to me, I was like expecting like, oh my god, I'm gonna like die, cause ghost pepper like, come on, no, of course, yeah. barely a spice to me. But like I said, I have a higher spice tolerance. The sandwich was pretty spicy, but that's cause they do the sauce on it instead of yeah. like yeah. in the chicken, which is how I love things spicy. So I maybe I just have a higher tolerance when it's actually in the like chicken. Yeah, I guess. maybe. But I mean, mm. Burger King slaps so. Burger the only thing that doesn't slap is their fries. I prefer their onion rings. Yes, their onion rings I are good. That. But I got the offer that was like six dollar chicken sandwich combo, but like you had to get fries. Boo! I, was like, I will persevere, and they suck. But the chicken was good, so I'll take it. We love. love we love that's my. Food that's reviews. my basic basic food review. It's not basic. It. It's not basic. <laughs> it was um, so let's get into the hockey. Um, right. The season is off to a weird start. I don't know about y'all, but that's how I feel. It's off to a, yeah. a strange uh, start. So I pulled up. I mean, I feel like it's a little too early to like look at the standings and like really make like assumptions about how the rest of the season. But gonna we're go. gonna do it but anyway. Let's look at it anyway. <laughs> Um, but it's fun. because the Edmonton Oilers are five and zero, guys. You know what? I truly didn't even realize that until last night. Five and zero. The Edmonton That's Oilers. That's kind of crazy. It is kind of crazy, and I want to. I I want to mention one person in particular. No, it's not Connor McDavid. No, it's not Leon Draisaitl. <laughs> it is Zach Hyman. Zach Hyman. Yeah, I've seen I've seen a couple times because I follow oh, someone it? who's an Oilers fan. So he has four goals. In yeah, he has four goals in two games. Insane. And I know that the Leafs. This is my like blazing hot take. Okay, guys. Right, give it to me. We love mm-hmm. it. Can't wait. We have all this money. The Leafs have all this money invested in Tavares, Matthews, Marner. I'll add Nylander in there, but I don't really want yeah. to add Nylander in there because he's central to my point. Zach Hyman was one of the Leafs' most valuable assets. Yep. And they let him walk. Mm-hmm. And now he's helping the Edmonton Oilers be 5-0. and And the Leafs, yeah. I'm scrolling, are 15th in the league because they're at 500. <laughs> I'm scrolling. Yeah. 500 they're at 500 and they don't look good no they don't um no this is my blazing hot take i like it yes they signed john Tavares, and everyone was happy about it but you know what that that money could have been allocated to i don't know a defenseman or keeping zach hyman because when you look at the last couple years, especially in the playoffs, to me, Zach Hyman and William Nylander are the two most important forwards for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And now you lost one of them. I agree. That's a fair point. Yeah, because we've we've <laughs> seen what happens in the playoffs to them where their stars just kind of go, oh, sorry, forgot it was the playoffs. I'm no longer here. So I, I think I think I mean, that was the best way I thought to put it. No, I think no, that's a very right. fair a very fair point. 
is you need guys like that who I don't know they just I don't even know they just didn't have the money or they didn't realize how valuable he was to them. They're I think like, they just we'll didn't have the okay. money point. Like, I, yeah, I think that's when you allocate so much money to your top guys, it then and, becomes harder. And now you got Morgan Riley coming up and like I've seen criticisms of his play like uh, Sandine has been outplaying him for sure, but he's still one of the leaders in your locker room. He's still I think he should have been captain all along, but that's also my this is not like this is not me specifically like coming for John Tavares's throat. I'm just saying like <laughs> I'm just saying like things, you know, could could have been different if he wasn't there. Um, and that's not saying yeah. he's a bad player or whatever. It's just I think it was just wrong, wrong timing or wrong allocation of cap funds for the Leafs because yeah, I agree. Yeah, like Morgan Riley's still a valuable part of your defense, and he like hasn't playing been playing well, but he's also been dealing with injuries, and he is a very good hockey player. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll see the same situation where if he leaves in free agency, he'll go thrive somewhere else. Yeah, so something about John Tavares leaving in free agency would just bring us full circle, I think. It would be really Oh, poetic. no, not John Tavares, Morgan Riley. No. I think John Tavares should leave in free agency. Well, he won't for the next like <laughs> 5 years or something. Do you guys remember that week like when he was like interviewing with all the teams? Yeah, and he did an interview in Montreal and everyone lost their mind. I just <laughs> I, I don't know why I have, like, such fond memories of that week. Like, I just, I was on vacation, because, like, it was, like, the summer. And I just remember, like, waking up every morning and being like, what's the John Tavares news today? Oh, he's, he might be a shark now. Okay, I'm going to go think, in the pool. Like, I think I fondly look back on that as a time period where Leafs fans actually had hope briefly. Yeah, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why it, it, it was felt a like time. a re- it felt like a renaissance for the Leafs. Kyle Dubas comes in, makes a big splash, signs John Tavares. Life is great. We're gonna sign on them all. We can and we will. Kyle Dubas said, and now here we are. Dude, remember that we can Ooh. and we will sign everybody. And then uh, Mar- Marner and Elander held out. Remember all that, guys? Yeah. Fun times. Fun times. I don't want to pile on the like- Leafs, but it just, it just see, like, I just seeing Zach Hyman thrive. I mean, I do love him. He's one of my favorite players in the NHL. He's a fellow Jew, member of the tribe. <laughs> I just, and he writes children's books. He writes children's books. He's just, it's very hard not to like him. So I'm, I'm, I, I'm sad that he's not a Leaf, but I'm happy that he's proving how, like, how much the Leafs will miss him and his contribution. Um, if we're talking about um, teams with bad starts or good starts, I raise you the Chicago Blackhawks. who <laughs> had the absolutely <laughs> abysmal start to the season. I just saw a tweet with a bunch of stats in it. Let me... Okay. The Blackhawks are 0-4-1, have been outscored 17-3 to at 5-on-5 five five and got booed off the ice for the second night in a row. <laughs> yep. And uh, Colladin, when they announced Col- when they introduced Colladin at their home opener, their coach, uh, yeah, loud boost. Like Mark yeah. Lazarus posted a video. Uh, Mark Lazarus is the beat writer for the Blackhawks for the Athletic. For those who don't know, yeah, he tweeted the thing uh, I just he read. T- yeah, he tweeted the video of the fans booing Colladin, and someone replied and said, "This video doesn't do it justice. It was louder in person." Oh my god! And I'm like, oh. Uh- no and i saw sarah siv tweet like remember when the blackhawks fired joel quenville like what was that <laughs> like <laughs> what were they doing there what was that uh, yeah, i it's don't like, i don't know how much longer you can i mean the whole organ we'd already know the whole organization as, as i as feel bad for jonathan taves it's just a trash fire yeah i yeah. feel bad for jonathan taves the man misses a year comes back everything happens he comes back to this he comes back to this you're really he's gotta like coach on the ice because colin and can't do his job yeah someone save jonathan taves truly honestly yeah 
At least they have. We gonna get you out of there. At least they went to overtime once against the Devils because Montreal's zero and five just straight. Jeez, they, they have a win truly. win percentage. They have a win percentage of zero. <laughs> just truly, truly, just hate to see, right? Uh, yeah. Do we hate it? <laughs> Insert um, intense sarcasm. Yeah, Mont- really. Montreal's tied for the worst. I think it's like tied or officially the worst start of a team that made the Stanley Cup Finals the year before. Wait, that's actually so funny. And yeah, so I saw that stuff. Dom Lushizen was like, well, they were one of the worst teams to ever make the Stanley Cup Finals, so that does track. <laughs> that's funny because I was about to say, wasn't there a stat last year about, okay, yeah, so they're just bad. They're just bad. No, they're just bad. Um, and yeah, like you can, you can point to like, okay, well they don't have Carrie Price and they don't have Shea Weber, which like people are like Shea Weber, one of the best defensemen in the league. And he's not playing for them. He's been like half dead for how long? Like, yeah, I don't know if that's really the the problem there. I think, I mean, obviously Carrie Price, but like, I think guys, I think the Montreal Canadiens are just bad. Yeah. I, I think it's it's time to have that conversation. Conversation number one, apple juice is good. Conversation number two, the Montreal Canadiens are bad. Like, I was trying to think of, like, who's on their roster off the top of my head. Cole no Cupfield, one. Nick Suzuki, yeah. Josh Anderson. And then that's it. That's where I stop. Oh, yeah. Jonathan, Jonathan Druin. That's it. I got four. Dude, remember the, like, Druan saga? That was a whole thing, too. I'm, I I do enjoy his story, and I'm sad that he's on a team that's shitty right now because yeah. his story about taking the year off for, like, mental health reasons and yeah. everyone seeming to support him, and he's come back, and he's, he looks really good on the ice. Like, that's a cool story amongst a dumpster fire that is the Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> the dumpster yeah. fire. And, yeah, that's a good way to put it. To add to it is that the Canes absolutely trolled the crap out of them the other night. <laughs> I yes. saw this. Oh my god! So Yasperic. So quick recap: This is what you missed on Glee. <laughs> A few seasons ago, the Canadians offersheeted Sebastian Aho. It was basically just a ploy by Aho's agent to get Aho the contract he wanted from the Hurricane. So, fast forward to this offseason. The Canes wanted revenge. They already wanted Yesberry Kokaniemi, so they offersheeted him. And they got him. So now, this past this past week, earlier this week, I guess, because it's, yeah, Saturday. It was Yesberry's first game back in Montreal. Right. And he scored. Right. And the Canes won pretty decisively. So then the Hurricanes Twitter went off, including making a website that said, did the Habs lose dot com. And when you opened it, it was a picture of Sebastian Ajo and it said, yes, the Canadians lost with links to buy Ajo and Kokodiemi t-shirts. I saw this. This is incredible. And apparently they had thousands of online orders and they're rushing to get them out. Marketing. That's marketing. I yeah, absolutely yeah. adore all of it. So, but then someone took so it's funny. I was gonna say it got changed. Someone got changed heck, the yeah. did the Habs lose website to a Kane suck website, and they came for cookout. They said cookout is trash. And just I I want to do like a live little reading of the website because it was so funny when they said cookout is trash. Though I got like actually like viscerally upset because no, it is not viscerally upset i would love a cookout shake right now cookout is godly if you ever come down here to the south please have cookout okay so we go on to the site did the habs lose we have a big shutterstock photo of a hockey rink and in all caps it says carolina hurricanes suck subheading just spreading the truth to a bunch of dot 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 it's copyrighted, but you. Get I can't it. believe they copyrighted it. That was that was how I found out that they copyrighted bunch of jerks. So then we have about us. We hate the Hurricanes. Subheading: Not even a real team. Cookout isn't even healthy. Subheading: It's trash. History of satisfaction. 
The press and our clients agree that hurricane games are the best when they lose, dot, dot, dot. Probably because we strive for 0% customer satisfaction. From email updates about how they lost the day before. Yes, we send out emails about how we lost the game tomorrow before the game starts. We just know it's a loss. We support you the whole way through misery. And possibly my favorite part of the whole website is at the bottom. It's a picture of like glasses upside down at a table at what I can assume is a wedding. And it says reviews. And there's a little box that says reviews coming soon. And I know that that's just an auto thing that the site does. But it's funny to think that there are going to be reviews for the Habs losing and the Parkins. I'm literally just going to write in the reviews. <laughs> Cookout does not is not trash. Please delete that section from your website. Cookout does not deserve the slander. I just... You can hate the Hurricanes all you want. Like, sports are sports. You can hate rival teams. Don't come for Cookout. Don't come for Cookout. Don't do it. Um, So that's, like, NHL... Yeah. In a nutshell. Ariel, do you have anything to add? How are the Flyers doing? Um, The Flyers are doing pretty well, I would say. Um, Aside from losing their opening night game, they um have... You know, we talked about the Kraken game. They utterly destroyed them. Um, that was a nice welcome to the NHL for the Seattle Kraken. <laughs> is here lose um like uh, six to one something like that. Yeah, and six we're gonna beat your faces in, basically. Right. Like, don't touch our captain. Nate Thompson will beat the crap out of you, and Nick Taylor will scream in your face as he right. fights Jamie Alexiak because you know what? Why not? And then Boston came to town, and it was like, oh, crap. Like, we've seen this story before. Boston, obviously, very good. Um, beat the Flyers five out of seven times last year. And, of course, it was the first regular season game I got to go to as media. I'm like, awesome. Didn't get to see them destroy the Kraken. Couldn't watch Boston destroy them. We love it. Love it so much. And it looked like that's what was going to happen. Because Boston like took it to them like they most of the first period, um, and then Martin Jones was good question mark, um, which a lot of people didn't necessarily I don't want to say didn't expect him to be good but obviously he didn't exactly no I didn't expect him us, to be good show us anything mm. in the preseason that alluded us to believe like we were gonna be fine, but a lot of people already didn't right. think that with Martin Jones anyway that's a whole other can of worms to open. Um, but he actually played really well in that game against Boston um, and was probably one of the biggest reasons at certain points that they were even able to beat Boston, which I haven't heard that arena so loud in so long. Um, that So that was a really cool atmosphere to be a part of. Um, and they, yeah. they've scored, which, I mean, a lot of teams, just as Keith Yandel kind of told us yesterday, like you always say at the beginning of the season, is teams will score a lot of goals. Obviously hard to sustain. The Flyers aren't going to score like five or six goals a game, but it's been encouraging to see the offense and like yeah. that guys are actually like shooting, which like, yeah, the point of the game, but um, that's nice to see they're taking their chances and they're getting their chances. They're going to have another tough test tonight um, when they take on an undefeated Florida Panthers team. Um, so that'll be, I think that'll be a good test. I know I do like undefeated Panthers, um, and because they beat some really good teams as well. So I think tonight's going to be another. Good yeah, they beat Colorado, which their their Colorado start is a little interesting to me because yeah. they were like a certified wagon to start the season. And they're one and three. Same thing with Vegas, because um, I feel like Arizona and Chicago being at the bottom of the league, like makes sense. Like we all know that they're going to be horrible, but. Colorado and Vegas being down there, the Islanders, all these teams that were expected to be pretty good. And I mean, I'm sure it'll correct itself at some point. Um, but it's just interesting to see. And I mean, the Rangers have an even goal differential and they're fifth in the league right now in standings. Which, not on my big Which, cards. Um, say thank you to Igor Shesterkin. We're seeing Henrik Lundqvist again. With Igor Igor Shesterkin willing this Rangers team to wins, he has a nine fifty two save percentage. I say that again, nine fifty two, nine fifty two. 
Go off, do you? Go off, Igor. Save Sturkin. Go off. Um, Save Sturkin. Ariel, you so mentioned true. that that was your first game as media, your first regular season game as media. How did that go? Yeah, It was yeah. pretty good because I got to go to a game in preseason, so I kind of already had an idea of how it worked. Um, but it was pretty good. Um, it's a really nice view up there. Um, and it's good to kind of talk with the other people. Um, well, a little bit because I didn't really know the people sitting near me, but I, I talked to some of them a little bit. It's kind of a cool experience. Like, I morning skate, I think, was cooler to me, um, just because you know you get to go down pretty close. Like they have it at the arena instead of yeah. having it in um their training facility, so it's obviously closed to the public. Um, when they have it at the Wells Fargo Center, uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, you know, I got to chat with a couple of the beat writers. Um. They're pretty cool. Charlie O'Connor, Jordan Hall, those guys. They're they're pretty they're pretty cool to talk to and kind of pick their brain on stuff. And it's like weird when you're in the arena, like like not alone, but like that close because you can literally hear everything on the ice. Yeah, like you can hear them yelling. You can hear like all all of that stuff. So that was that was pretty fun. I think the morning skate was a lot. I mean, obviously being at the game, getting to go and just be like, hey, I'm media, like let me in um was that's pretty cool that's because like, that it, cool. like i don't have like a full season credential obviously like i can i only go to games that like i can basically so having mm-hmm. to like come in every time and be like hi media like this is my name i don't have a pass like can i please come in mm-hmm. um but yeah it's it's been a really cool experience kind of getting to be up there and it it's not as intimidating as i thought it was gonna be like in in mm. the press conferences because obviously like with Zoom and stuff like they call on you like you know when it's your turn to ask a question when you're in person you kind of just gotta like go like ask your question like yeah a- and I thought that was gonna be really hard to like get a word in but it, it's you kind of notice the moment you can do it and truly I'm mm. like if I can get in there first like then I felt better um so being able to do that and know it's not as intimidating as it seemed like it was going to be, I think it was, has also been, you know, pretty nice to be able to talk to them. And I think the most intimidating thing that I'll get used to is when you ask them a question and they stare directly at you as they answer. That's been like the most like, like, like obviously like, thank you for like making eye contact with me. Like while you're answering my question. Yeah. But, it's, like, but also it's, like, I'm like, just, we're just like staring at each other. I'm like, okay. This is something I, like, obviously have to get used to because over Zoom, like, obviously they can't see you. Like, you can see them, mm. but, like, you they can't um see you, obviously. So that's, I think, kind of been the, the, the thing that I have to get used to the most is just actually being there and having them look, like, directly at you. But it's it's been a pretty, pretty nice experience so far. That's so nice. I love that for you. Yeah, it's, like, all good things happening for the besties lately. Right? I love it. Um, I just want to quickly shout out Nolan Patrick who scored last night. I forgot about it. I was scrolling through Twitter and I just thought. Um, Good for him. Um, I do because Ariel brought up the um, Boston Flyers game. So I wanted to give you ask, have a little informal poll between you guys because I know my answer and it's I mean, it is biased kind of. But how do you guys feel about ESPN and TNT so far? I really like TNT. Yeah, I was going to say, I think TNT is going pretty well. Um, like, the we've talked about it before that the whole goal was like, ha, goal hockey. Um, the whole goal <laughs> was, like, bringing hockey to, like, a non-traditional audience or, like, an audience that wouldn't normally watch hockey. Um, and I think they're doing a pretty good job of it. I can't really comment on ESPN. Um just because I haven't really utilized it. Yeah, um, I've only yet. used but, like ESPN Plus, so I'm getting yeah, like the, I was, like, their I, dreams. I was gonna say I did see a tweet that was like um like a, a flow chart of like how to find the game you want to watch, and it was like, is your game being nationally broadcasted? Yes, it's on ESPN Plus. And then from no, it was like, do you live in this state, this state, this state, or this state? Then it's on this. Do you live in this, 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 or this? Then it's on this. And then there's just one at the end that was like, do you live in Denver? And if it was like, yes, it was like, I'm so sorry. 
yeah people are having such a struggle like with espn plus and they're like mad about blackouts blackouts always existed first of all yeah um i was gonna say and yeah. second of all this is the easiest it's ever been to watch hockey and it's also the cheapest it's ever been to watch hockey I agree. because yeah, if you're yeah. paying if it's just the espn plus subscription and you can watch any out-of-market game just by opening the espn plus app yeah, yeah espn like, plus i think has been has been really good i mean I'm not gonna lie, I'll say this, like, just out loud on recorded, like, I'm using my friend's ESPN Plus, <laughs> like, I'm not gonna have any shame <laughs> there, um, but yeah. ESPN Plus, I think, has been really, that's why, like, I also can't necessarily come in on ESPN itself as, like, a, a broadcast, yeah. because I think the only games I've watched through them are, you know, streamed on ESPN Plus, um, but I, the ESPN Plus, I think, has been really great. It's been, it's been pretty easy to watch almost any game. I mean, I'm, I'm most of the time only watching the games like I want to watch. But the fact that I can go be like, oh, let me watch like you know this Islanders game one day. I think I did. Like I think I watched like a Carolina game one day. Um, I was gonna watch Dallas Kings last night until I remembered basketball was on. But that's completely unrelated. But just the fact that you know it's, for me at least, it, it's pretty easy to just like open my phone yeah. or go on my tv hit espn and find whatever game i want to watch i think yeah. it's been you know a lot better than nhl tv was yeah i always had nhl tv because i watched the canes and like we would just and my mom wanted to watch dallas and we'd watch the leaves so we always bought nhl tv but this is just so mm -hmm. much easier and the quality of the stream is better and it just it just everything is better if you ask me um but my biased opinion is that TNT's like actual broadcast is better. Um, I just after I will I I think it was in like I was nervous at the start because it, you know we're traditionally the channel that shows NBA, um, but I think it went really well and the crossover has been great with uh, Night in the NBA and everything. Um, but I wanted to. Yeah. My favorite thing that's happened so far is Biz Paul Bissonette is a gem on television, and I don't know if you guys. He's a, I, mean, I sure know. I Ariel was at the game, so she did. I don't know. I'm sure you saw it after the fact, but yeah. During the intermission, Paul Bissonette said that the Bruins were horned up. Yes, on I offense. did see that video, and I think Wayne Gretzky's reaction to that. He's like, bro. When he asked, like, Gretzky, like, oh, you mean your coaches never told you you were horned up on offense? Yeah. He's like, I said, that's what my coaches said. That's what my coaches said. I think I, I think I had, I don't want to say, like, my doubts about how that panel was going to go just because of, like, who Paul Bissonne is as, like, a, an online presence. I mean, I, I had yeah, hopes. Yeah. But when you, like, see the panel, like, it was guys like Wayne Gretzky, Paul Vincent, just, like, the crossover between, I think, honestly, those two specifically, just, you I know, think, from far ends of the spectrum, I feel, yeah. I've been, like, pleasantly surprised, if I want to say that, but also, like, I feel like every time I see a video from, like, the TNT, like, panel, like, I'm always cracking up from from yeah. everything, and, and it's mostly mm -mm. because of Paul Vincent, which, I mean, to be expected, but I, I think their panel especially has been think, really entertaining yeah. to watch. I think Biz helps Gretzky open up because yeah. I think we I think we have this like because we always say like oh star NHL players don't have personalities. That's only with the media. They're like media trained. They just don't want to yeah. like give anything away. They just want to be like neutral and whatever. But mm. Wayne Gretzky has a personality. I mean, he yeah. has friends. He's like very like he was in an NHL locker room, he lasted that long in the league. Like, he can't be completely, like, the most boring person alive. And so I think B Biz brings it out a little bit. Like, um, I forget what it like, what prompted it, but Gretzky was like, oh, 20 seconds? That's how long your shifts are, Biz. Like, oh, yeah, the, bi the, biz, uh, the biz counter for his stories to be forever. Yeah. And, like, it was just so, like, it's just so funny. And, like, he's, like, and, like, they talked about how they're, like, bullying Biz. And, and Gretzky's, like, oh, I, I'm tame right now. I was worse in locker room. Like, that's that's fun <laughs> stuff to hear. Like, that, like, yeah. Wayne Gretzky's out there, like, tearing guys to shreds in the locker room when he was a player back in the day. So, 
I, I, I am enjoying the TNT panel. Uh, ESPN, I know that they haven't done many hockey broadcasts like on actual ESPN. I think it's going to pick up mm-hmm. once college football ends. That's yeah. um, because then because then they'll start doing Saturdays also. Um, but obviously college football is a bigger draw, and they probably make more money mm. off of college football. Um, so I mean that's like Sunday. Uh, Sunday hockey games didn't start on NBC until after the NFL. So it's just kind of like those are things that we expect, I guess, as hockey fans to wait for. Is once those sports end, hockey can really take the forefront nationally, but. That's also where I think TNT can take its opportunity. And I loved the. If you haven't watched the Charles Barkley, Wayne Gretzky shootout, I highly suggest going to find it. Yes, I did watch that too. Um. So let's shift to um something that Jen sent that I forgot about. Um. (laughs) Yes. So. I want to talk about. Well, I don't want to talk about. Yes, but but the ever the ever wonderful DF Pendries. Uh does their due diligence and keeps up with the league and tries to with the PHF and tries to hold them accountable for the things that they do. And we mentioned it. We talked about it at length last week. Um, the new transgender non-binary athlete policy that the PHF released. So um, part of that policy was that someone has to be living in their non-binary or transgender identity for two years before they right. be mm-hmm. classified by the league as a transgender or non-binary person. Right. Mm-hmm. So DF Pendries asked the league what's up with the two-year thing because we all agree that it's kind of silly. Which also, I just want to say it's so important that they keep doing this, like reaching out to the league for comment, like asking for an interview, asking for a comment and so on. And I don't think enough people do yeah. that because they think that they're badgering the league or it's disrespectful and it's neither of those things as like a journalist as a member of the media whatever you want to call it like you want to get to the bottom of those things and you want to get those answers so just just snaps just claps snaps for continuing to do that it's very important um and they got a response which i was like i don't know if i want to say i was surprised by but it just it took them a very long time to get back to DF about the Digit Murphy stuff. And even then, I don't know how satisfied I was with the answers that they got. So I was, I was shocked that um, they got answers back in a somewhat timely manner. Um, I can, I can read the statement. I have, yeah, I have it up too, but you can, you can Um, go ahead. Um, And I'm like, I have thoughts already, but I'll, I'll save it till you finish. I have so many feelings. Okay. So the PHF said, Currently, the majority of policies governing the participation of transgender and non-binary athletes are focused on medical intervention and testosterone suppression, specifically for transgender women. The PHF with Athlete Alley and Chris Mosier felt it was important to move away from medicalized language and mandatory disclosure and said to adopt an identity-based policy. Our policy is the first to remove mandatory medical intervention for trans women at the professional level. The time period established in removing medicalized requirements and mandatory disclosure is to safeguard against the potential concern that someone would attempt to assert an identity that is not truly held. So basically they accomplish nothing with that statement is what I would say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And like, I, I appreciate the language about moving away from medical transition because the opinion that like you're only trans if you get surgery or you're on hormones or whatever that's not true everybody's different in what they choose to do feel they need or want to do so I can appreciate that Mm -hmm. but there was no reason for them to say that like in this context like it, it just felt like they were deflecting and like the thing they said at the very end of to safeguard against the potential concern that someone would attempt to assert an identity that is not truly held. I literally promise you on my life, on anything, no one is going to, one, pretend to be transgender, and two, pretend to be transgender and then try to play in a professional league. Yeah. Like, if a guy wanted to... I say guy very loosely, but if, like, a man, male-presenting person wanted to play hockey, 
they have tons and tons of opportunities to do so, which I think we Yeah, I was going to say, we, yeah. we, said that, we said that last week about, like, why would someone have to go to those lengths just to play hockey? Exactly. It just doesn't make yeah. sense. There'd be no... It, there'd be no reason to pretend to be trans to like it it just doesn't make sense and like realistically think about all the hardships that trans people I was face. just gonna like, say that nobody yeah, nobody yeah nobody is going to pretend to be trans like for fun like facing bigotry for fun getting hate crime for fun like nobody's gonna do yeah. that and it honestly just like reads as sort of disrespectful to people who are actually trans to mm. me like do you think they chose that do you think they <laughs> wanted that like it's yeah yeah, huh. that that's those are my thoughts. That I think I, it, yeah, that's kind of going re- real quick off of, off of that. Is that yeah, just oh. seems like because we we saw that in in the the policy itself and in that response that like do they truly truly think someone is going to go to that those lengths that they have to keep including the right. fact like we're doing this because we want to make sure no one's going to try and pretend to be someone they're not. Like the legs they seem to be going to to for the very very extremely extremely rare chance like it's not gonna happen but they're just holding this belief that there's the smallest chance that it happens and they can be like oh we told you so like we did this to make sure mm. this wasn't gonna happen like it's it's just not though yeah and to Jen's and yeah. to Jen's point I think it just like trivializes the experience of like a trans person. Yeah. They don't they're not this isn't something like I think we talked about this because of the two years thing and and like this is a lifelong struggle that people have to come to terms with and and like it there's a lot of self-discovery and a lot of up like trials and tribulations that come with eventually fully living as yourself as a trans person. Not not too many. I mean, there are people that realize right away and then come out to their parents very young and Mm. they're fully supported and all this stuff which is great but that's not that's the exception to the rule if if, and and I could be totally wrong but that's what from what I've you know as a cis het person what I've seen from my Mm. side of the situation it seems like from people I know who are have eventually come out it was a lifelong journey to get to that point and a lot of debating back and forth and a lot of self-discovery and a lot of hesitance to come out in the first place and then all that stuff. Mm. It's not something you just wake up one day and you're like, oh, I'm trans now. Exactly. Yeah. So to put simple. like timelines on it and to to assume that people would want to go through that and, uh, falsely and all that kind of stuff, just it just makes it seem so – it just trivializes it in my opinion and – I I also think that a lot of these things that the league comes out with, they're just trying to pump their own tires all the time. Like, we're the first league to remove mandatory medical intervention or blah, blah, blah. Okay, good for you. Every league should be doing it. So if you're the first, like, no need to keep flexing it. Like, we're the first team ever to to care about diversity. Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> always comes back to that beauty in the world always comes back to that beauty of a quote like i just don't understand yeah. i i i i commend df for pushing the issue mm, i agree yeah it's just it it's just like you said they just keep patting themselves on the back and it gets very frustrating like to be completely honest with you and with the bunch of besties like i haven't been like watching the phf i haven't been paying attention to the games or the roster news because i'm exhausted like i really don't like i i don't have the energy or like the desire to like follow along with this league right now like there there was some connecticut whale news yesterday that we can touch on briefly because that's its own little controversy um but it's like with with all of the extra stuff that's been going on i'll just say extra stuff um like it it's just you you don't want to watch it you don't want to care yeah like i i wish i wish um the the one connecticut whale thing that we can talk about i'm absolutely going to butcher this woman's name and i feel awful about it um her name is spelled t-s-u-b-a-s-a is her first name so i'm inclined to say su subasa okay but that's definitely not how you say her name um but 
we'll go with that. Subasa Sato um, is a player who joined the Connecticut Whale for a PTO, um, as one does. Um, and it was only for like, you know, just casually. Um, it was only for a week, I want to say. Um, and I think she only played like one exhibition game with them like she wasn't officially on their roster and they kept saying like it's a tryout it's a tryout um but there was like a big like fan response um because she's been playing um professional women's hockey in japan since i want to say something crazy since like 2007 like she's been around for a long time um I don't know how accurate this is. I'm going off the top of my head. I should be on like Elite Prospect right now. Um, but she's from Japan. She's been playing in Japan for a while. Um, but she's not like old. Like she's like 28. Um, so there was like a lot of hype surrounding her. And the whale were like really pushing it too. Like they were like, Sato's gonna play in the game. Look at all these fans who made signs for her. Go get your Sato merch. We got jerseys and shirts, like mm. all this stuff, whatever. And then yesterday they put out a statement um, that says, decision regarding Subasa Sato. The whale enjoyed having Subasa Sato join the whale this past week and hope she feels the experience was a valuable and positive one. We applaud her tremendous effort to acclimate to the environment in such a short amount of time, and we fully understand the challenges that such a long trip presented. Sato showed a solid foundation of skills and game sense. While we are unable to offer her a roster position for this season, we wish her the best of luck in her development and feel she has a bright playing career ahead. So they literally were like, okay, actually, um no oh (laughs) like just kidding and i i get it to some extent because the whales roster was already like pretty much done so i wasn't really i can't say i was expecting her to make the team but i i was like oh she's such a big fan base and like when they put out the the jerseys and the shirts for her i was like oh that they wouldn't do that unless they were like a weird thing that actually signed yeah so obviously like all the like replies and quotes are people just like upset and people being like i bought her stuff and now i'm sad um the whale had said about a week ago that the merch is um like the proceeds from it are going to like not funding her pto but i guess like paying for her pto like her travel here and stuff um which is good i guess like it's going back into her um but it's it's just one of those situations that like you don't really feel right about because like they they were celebrating it like I remember them yeah. being like she has arrived party emoji she's here she's on a PTO she's playing in this game and like literally like the day they announced it they were like boom go get jerseys and so it kind of reads as like a, a like a commercial move more than anything yeah. else like here's this popular name come buy merchandise psych she's not playing for she's going back to japan hope you enjoyed that week like it was just bad and it's like it just brings me back to the phf right now it's just such a mess to the point where like even a week-long pto has people like this upset and like talking about the league like it just just not not the greatest i don't know and the way they're talking about just rubbed me wrong like they were like we released Sato Merchant jerseys in honor of her week with the team, her large hometown fan base, and to continue to celebrate the expanding international reach of the PHF. Like, just say you want to make money. Yeah. International reach of the PHF. Just say you wanted money. <laughs> that's literally, that sentence like, is such, like, a professional way of saying, like, we just want money for this. Yeah, and, like, the, the thing is... They're absolutely entitled to make this decision. Like I said, like their roster was pretty much already finished. I wasn't expecting her to make the team. And like, obviously you're allowed to make your team. I don't run your team, but it just, it very much reads as like profiting off a big name and then like hanging them out to dry. And that rubbed me I feel bad for her. Like, I wonder if she expected to make the team. Like, what was her mindset going into all that? Because they exactly. even said, like, flying there from Japan and, like, trying yeah. to acclimate to playing with, like, I don't know if it's, like, the way, I mean, in men's hockey, like, people always say, like, oh, like, the European game and the North American game are so different or whatever. Like, I'm sure mm. because Japan is so, 
like isolated from the rest of the hockey world. Like I'm sure there has to be differences in the way they play. I yeah, yeah. I just I feel bad for her like trying coming here probably hoping to make it and like trying to acclimate quickly and and all that and have just getting sent back basically and being like well basically like here's some like here's a couple dollars for the ride home from your jersey sales that like you're never gonna wear yeah like, I don't yeah. I feel bad for her yeah and like she. Like they said in the tweet, like, she has a big fan base. Like, I think she is something like 17K on Twitter, which is, like, you know, for, for a women's hockey player, like, she's very popular. And I I believe I had read that she was on, like, a Japanese uh, reality TV show on Netflix, like, about hockey players. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely could have made that up, but I think she was. Um, so, like, she's very popular. And, like, I feel like they really could have... It would have been a whole other conversation if they brought her on and, like, kicked somebody off the roster. Like, that would be its own problem. Um, but I think they really could have benefited from having her. Like, the fact that the fans were already, like, excited to see her taking pictures of her. Like, um, the man, Puku the puppy. There's this guy who brings a little stuffed dog to all the, uh, I was gonna say NWHL games, to the PHF games. And... And the puppy, the little stuffed dog, met her and took pictures with her. That's so cute. Mampuku the puppy met her, and now she has to leave. Like, that's messed up, guys. Like, I don't... I don't know. But, like, all of this to say, I didn't even give myself time or space to be upset about this, because I was like, I'm just annoyed at the league. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I'm I, just, I, like, don't I think I enough, keep saying this over and over. I'm waiting for the season to start. And just to watch the hockey mm-hmm. and, like, hopefully this, these things, they won't go away, but they'll stop being at the forefront because we'll get to see these awesome women play hockey. Exactly, yeah. And and I'm kind of hoping that, like you said, like, as the hockey starts, the other stuff kind of goes away. Um, I saw that the Riveters had their media day the other day, and we got, like, some good content out of that, um, like, TikToks and pictures yeah. and stuff. Um, and they also played a game against Princeton Tigers, I want to say. Um, and they won. Um, Anya Bataglano Packer was tweeting during the game. Um, Madison Packer scored, Kendall Cornine scored. So, like, <laughs> me, like, I'm not paying attention, but also all of these things happened. <laughs> um, but, like, seeing, like, those tweets and seeing that stuff made me be like, oh, I remember why I enjoyed this. Yeah. And, like, and they're going to be on ESPN Plus like, oh. also this year. So that's yes. a big yeah, deal. That's huge. And like, as for me, for me, from like a media perspective, like I'm sure they're going to be be strict with the highlight rights. So that kind of sucks for us. But at, like for us who don't work at ESPN, but on the same token, that's huge since we went from the championship game only being on a national platform to the entire season being on a national platform. So that's super yeah, cool. It's um, it's definitely a big step up from like the Twitch days. Um, and really anytime I talk to somebody about like women's sports or women's hockey, who doesn't watch it, their, their response is pretty much always, Oh, well I would watch women's hockey or I would watch women's sports, but I don't know how, where is it broadcasted? And I feel like now we're making it very accessible. We're like, here it is come watch it no excuses so onward and upward hopefully fingers crossed um i don't know if you guys uh subscribe to the uh the bones day slash not bones day horoscope i do gonna have to explain that to me okay well today's a bones day jen um good but so on tiktok this man has a uh pug named noodle and he lays in his little bed and when his owner picks him up, sometimes he sticks his legs out and stands. And other times he does not. And he uh, just flops. So when he just when he just flops down, that is a no bones day. And when he because he doesn't, have, he doesn't bones. have bones. And then when he holds himself up, it's a bones day. Okay. Because he has bones. Okay. And people are using it now as like a daily horoscope to like determine how their life is going. So today is a bones day. Um, I did want Ariel has to has to hop out soon, but I 
um, wanted to read this to you because my my former roommate from college uh, brought this up to me and I'm losing my mind at it. And I just need someone else to know that this exists because I haven't seen it anywhere except from from her. Okay, so are you ready for this? Buckle up. This has nothing to do with hockey, but I just need to (laughs) buckle. Someone is suing Kellogg's. Because the marketing for strawberry Pop-Tarts is misleading. You have my intrigue. Um, yeah. So I'm going to dive into this article. Yeah, I'm going to bring it over here so I can see into my other monitor so I can see you guys' faces as I read this. A class action lawsuit has been filed against Kellogg's accusing the company of misleading marketing tactics for strawberry Pop-Tarts. It explicitly names the company's whole grain frosted strawberry toaster pastries alleges that their prod- that the products actually contain more apples and pears than they do strawberries. Wait, that's so okay. funny. Okay. This is what the suit says. The product's common or usual name, a frosted strawberry toaster pastries, is false, misleading, and deceptive because its filling contains a relatively significant amount of non-strawberry fruit ingredients, pears and apples. The suit reads, calling stra- strawberries at one point the most popular berry fruit in the world. The woman filing the suit is seeking $5 million in damages. Oh my God. Damages. Because she believes they're deserved because the pastries do not have the nutritional benefits they would if they contain the proper amount of strawberries. Okay, this is the quote. This is the quote that sends me. Oh, I'm excited. Many consumers seek snacks, which are a healthy indulgence, which is a treat with all the flavor and taste desired without the guilt of eating something bad for you due to the presence of ingredients known to confer positive health benefits, says the Kashi Bar class action lawsuit. It also details the health benefits of strawberries in particular, adding their higher quality fruit than pears and apples. On that note, what, I don't. What, what was... I don't. I don't. I don't. That's it. I don't. And then it says an, another attorney mentioned on Fox News that Pop Tart consumers usually understand that the pastries don't have health benefits, but yes. attorney Sarah. But another attorney noted that Pop Tart's box does provide a disclaimer in small print that says it contains apples and pears, which could be trouble for someone with an allergy to those fruits that can't read it. I can't read it. Okay, like, whatever. But it's a Pop-Tart. <laughs> what are you expecting? Why aren't my Pop-Tarts healthy? What are you $5 million, dollars, please. To get from a Pop-Tart? And where do we get $5 million in damages? What did it do to you? It's damaging. It's damaging because okay. I thought I was having a healthy indulgence of a Pop-Tart. Well, that's your first problem. I can't. I don't give a I just a yummy little I don't give a shit if it's a, if it's a whole grain pop tart. It's still a pop tart. Yeah. I'm going to wait. I'm going to look up how much sugar is in that. Whole grain strawberry pop tart. Oh my god. She's clarifying. I Nutrition facts. I can't even regardless of what the answer is. I want to look oh. at the Okay, whole grain pop tart strawberry. Here we go. 30 grams of sugar. Yep, that's about right. Healthy snack. Healthy snack. Healthy snack. 30! 30! Yeah. Yep. That's and it that's and then it's set that that's 75 grams of carbs. 30 of which are sugar. Jeez. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And it says on the back, it says, uh, in the ingredients like whole wheat flour, blah blah blah. Then it says dried. Strawberries, dried pears, dried apples. Well, my my thinking with this is like, aren't you just supposed to expect that there are other fruits in these types of things? Like if you get like, to bring us back to apple juice, if you get apple juice, like, don't you just know that there's also like pear juice, grape juice, whatever in it? Like, don't we just know that? Yes. Well, you would think. I feel like that's common knowledge. Um, so I would be inclined to be like, oh, strawberry Pop-Tarts, it probably is like a mix of fruits in it. Because if it was just strawberries, it probably wouldn't taste Yeah, there's 360 calories in a serving of Pop-Tarts, okay? (laughs) Oh, yeah. 
this is okay. Maybe this is where the health benefits come in. There's 20% of your daily value of vitamin A, 20% of your daily value of, of calcium, and 20% of your daily value of iron in, in a serving of health. Okay. Okay, health. Yep. There it is. It would take, okay, in, on this website, it says, how long would it take to burn off 360 calories? Walking, 97 minutes. <laughs> Running, 35 minutes. Biking, 50 minutes. Okay. Ma'am. <laughs> Ma'am. Which brings me to my question. Do you guys right. freeze Pop-Tarts or heat them up or do you eat them plain? I I just eat them plain. I put I, them in the toaster. If I care enough, I put them in the toaster. If I don't care enough, I eat them straight out of the package. I've just eat them but straight out are, of the box. They are better in the toaster. I promise. I've to I've toasted them in the past, the... but I also like don't care enough to. That's that's what I'm saying. It's like they're good in the toaster, and like if you make the effort, like you're doing yourself like some good. But 99% of the time when I have them, I'm just, like, straight out of the package. Also, what's everyone's favorite flavor of Pop-Tart? Strawberry is actually my go-to. Um, but I also... <laughs> Don't like you mean one. apple pear? Yeah, apple pear. Um, uh, but that or s'mores. I'm very simple brown sugar cinnamon. I was just going to say brown sugar cinnamon or cookies and cream are my two favorites. Yeah. I think I've I don't I, I think I've had them. cookies and cream before, yeah. But brown sugar cinnamon is the go-to. I also like the s'mores ones, but those are hard to find. The s'mores are so good. That's like my number two. Um, but the, I just needed to because someone else needed to have that information in their brain. That wasn't. I'm very me. glad. I'm very glad I now have that information. Yeah, thank you for the information. That's good to know. I should not eat strawberry pop tarts because they. You have mean apple pear pop tarts and apples. I need to know that now. <laughs> okay, well, Ariel has to scoot to work, so we'll wrap up here. Um, if you enjoyed, you can follow us for more content on Twitter at Beauties Pod, and you can also listen to past episodes if you haven't listened to them on whatever platform you're listening to us on right now. You should. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Hope you guys had a, had enjoyed your your stay with us. Bye. Bye. Bye.